Hello and welcome to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host Joe Monday, and boy, that is a hot mic. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've got this is the podcast where we talk about what's been going on, on the front page of our Street Fighter uh, or the FGC at large in general. Uh, but right now. I've got with me a special guest. He's been on the show before. You might know him from fucking everywhere. I see you everywhere now. St. Cola, how's it going? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. Sorry my mic is a little hot. You know, background noise. I'm still adjusting to the home life of having to, you know, it's not where it used to be, uh, you know, in the BC before COVID where you sit yeah. down at a mic, everything would just be done for you. you I really appreciate the streamers after this uh, for what they do because... I damn near can't figure out anything. It's been uh, awful. <laughs> See, my issue is that while everything is always set up the same, Windows updates constantly, and every time it does, the audio just gets more fucked and more fucked and until it's fucked up beyond all recognition, honestly. Uh, but if anybody knows how the show goes, at the very start of the show, whenever I have a guest on, I always ask them what they've got going on. Now, you, sir... You probably have a lot going on right now. A lot of projects in the works or things you want to point people towards. So hit me with the good stuff. What are you working on? What's up? Uh, so, you know, at the time of this recording, at least in two day, or, uh, tomorrow and uh, the day after, it'll be transitional combat. I'll be doing commentary and helping with that event. Um, so, you know, this might be in the past, depending on when this goes out. Um, and there'll be, a, I have some other, you know, projects going on. Um, that's oh, June. Man, that's so June. List, man. That's June twelfth. By the way, uh, is yes, the date for transitional combat for anyone so, who's who's listening to this after the fact or listen to it right now, being like, I need to get on this uh, and and enter now or at least contribute because it's we'll we'll dig into that in a little bit later. But I'm sorry. Mm. Go ahead. I cut you off. Uh, but you know, it's to the point where I have a lot of things going on that I don't have anything particular that I'm pointing towards. Besides that, so usually I just want to take things you know one at a time. So we'll just focus on that for right now. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because you also like have a whole bunch of like articles that you've been working on. Like you've been getting consistent work uh, within like I want to say. Is it okay to say FGC Media? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Uh, I I don't know what it is to be honest. I don't know really what's going on. It just feels like it's e. It's like event hubs and then people who are not event hubs. You know what I'm saying? Like there's only yeah. there's, it feels like there's two camps and it's unfortunate, but that's a, they're both the same size, but they just have different sections in the secondary. Right. So uh, maybe I'm FGC media. I, I guess I would consider myself that or maybe FGC content creator or something like that. Um, I, don't, I don't know really how to put that one. No, it's weird because it's like. You do a lot of work for Red Bull, and that works great. I'm super glad that Red Bull pays for uh, for that kind of stuff. That's fucking incredible. Uh, but yeah, it is kind of weird how it's just like, I don't know. Honestly, though, like, <laughs> this is going to be one of those things where people might laugh, but like, I think Kotaku does actually kind of the most <laughs> FGC coverage outside of pretty much event hubs. It's like event hubs, then Kotaku is like the second in terms of FGC reporting, except for like, like FGC specific sites, like the Red Bull or like liquid. Yeah. But like on a more consistent basis. Yeah. It would probably be Kotaku. That's, you know, that's the one. Um, And that's, it's so weird, but you know, at least there's another area where people can get, uh, I guess, you know, other opinions, you know, put it that way. There's other opinions out there. So, or other types of coverage. Right. Right. 
and but anyway, uh, so what was your last article on Red Bull about? Walk me through that so last, one. Uh, the last one was about Daigo and what he's doing to train for the online CPT. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, and to be honest, a lot of players are maybe not, you know, excited for the, the prospect of playing online, but they're excited to have the prospect of playing something, right, to work towards something. Mm-hmm. Um, it may not be the most optimal thing, you know, everything regarding, you know, how Street Fighter Five netcode is and all that good stuff. But, you know, just... I was trying to feel like what he was thinking about, you know, in terms of like his tier list, what he thinks of the state of the game, how he's preparing and stuff like that. And uh, what I really found interesting, two elements. First, let's get the juicy part out of the way. His tier list, the top five. Um, And when I interview people, usually um, I have to go through a translator when it comes to people that are overseas. Mm -hmm. So I don't really get the like the like, oh, I can, you know, prod with more questions. Well, why did you think this and this and this? It's more of just. Uh, here's my questions, and then they answer them, and I hope that they're deep and they're in-depth. Daigo's was not that, you know, that's, and that's fine. But he said that his top five was, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, Urian, Colleen, uh, Akuma, Guile, and Seth. And um, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting top five to be I don't know. It's funny that you bring up Daigo saying like nothing that seems too in depth where it's like, I feel like anytime Daigo does an interview, it's the most like boring answer. They're like, it's like the most run of the mill. I am a, I am a business answer as if it's like all been practiced before. Right. Uh, yeah. Like he wants to get back to the game. He's like, let me just get this out of the way so I can get back to play him more, grind yeah. out more Kage and stuff. It's like always super boring. Anytime he speaks like publicly or on record, which is like the opposite to how he runs his stream, which is like him mm. thinking kind of at the top of the head and being like more relaxed and being more honest about like his own. It's very strange how like there's a dichotomy there of like him when he's in front of a microphone for like the press being like, ah, yes, this is, <laughs> this is my most conservative answer versus him <laughs> on stream being like, I think this sucks. Or like, I think you're dumb or you're not working yeah. hard enough. Uh, but no, I, how do you feel about Yurian in top five? Cause I'm against it. I'm against Yurian top five personally. There's two, there's two elements and I'm, I'm kind of, I just noticed this like maybe like today or just recently that I come from like maybe the old school where you think about like matchups, like individual mm-hmm. matchups. There's not many that Yurian like straight up loses to. Like usually I don't go along with rushdown V2 shout out to rushdown V2. <laughs> <laughs> but man's made a, a tier list and I was like, wow, I can't disagree with anything that's on there. Like the characters that you're in beat and, uh, you know, lost to or went even with everything lined up perfectly. There's like, what, three on that list that you're in loses to. And I think that's pretty rare, even for like the top play or the top characters in the game. Like that's pretty rare to have just three that you lose to. Um, you know, people would say the same about like Zeku. And I think Zeku loses to like four or five characters. You know, same Angry Birds is about the same thing. So um, the fact that he doesn't lose to many characters, and the fact that he has such a stable game plan inside and outside of V Trigger, you know, before and after, with the V Skill Two, all those things like make him a super strong character. Now I don't think you can play him as dumb at a high level. I think you know the memes of you know Gorilla Time and all that stuff like that are a little bit overstated, um, but. I do think that when you put the work in this character, he's definitely top five, maybe top three, to be honest. Whoa. 
Those are some, those are words. I'm mm-hmm. going bold with it. <laughs> I, apparently. I, uh, man, I, yeah, that does, that does make sense. That does make sense. But it's like, I qualify everything that Urian does and I'm just like, he's got some glaring holes in his game. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just because the way that I think about Street Fighter V is distilled to the point of what general tools does everybody have uh, that are good within the game system and how that interacts with the game system versus not character to character basis, which in the long run might not matter for a character like Urian. Uh, huh. Yeah, it's got me thinking. I was again, I'm, you might've changed my mind. Certainly I, not. It's think- certainly not Rushdown who's changed my mind. To be clear, yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. Rushdown that changed my mind. Fuck that guy. He's the worst. <laughs> he's he's the worst. I think we can all agree. That's just this is a known quantity. Fuck him for real. Uh, mm-hmm. But mm, I might be coming over into Urian maybe top five. Mm. I think it's stability, like stability and uh, being inconsistent just across the board, and even the matchups that they deal with that are bad. Like you know, Urian loses to Akuma, but. Like it's the Kuma has to play perfect. So even in that situation where that character loses to the other character, but the onus is on the other character to play perfect. Like to me, that shows such a strong character. Now, if we look at the other characters that Daigo listed, I don't know about Colleen like that. Like she's always been uh, having issues with like fireballs and stuff for V Trigger Two. Obviously, hot topic should be three bars, all that stuff like that. Whatever. Um, I think she has too many glaring flaws in her game plan dealing with fireballs on a consistent basis for her to be top five. Top ten for sure. Mm-hmm. But there's not enough that she can work around with with her glaring flaw her like her flaws to to escape that. You know, Urine can do that. You know, anti-airs gotta be situational more predictive. Uh gotta use them at the right time. But it just means you have to be more practiced. Uh honestly, said though, than Colleen though. Honestly though, as far as anti-airs are concerned, like even the slower worse anti-airs in this game I think they're all pretty fine. Like, I yeah. don't know if anti-airs are that, like, having a, like, quote-unquote consistent anti-air is that big a deal, really. Like, Birdie got the nerf, right, of the crouch medium punch anti-air. But does it really impact his game offline? Online, I think it does impact his game. For, like, yeah, the, yeah. the the where your brain has to react to a jump in versus offline, where it's just... It's just a faster one-to-one situation where you can choose the correct anti-air or choose the correct option based on your opponent's trajectory or whatever. Uh, but I think, but of course, we don't live in an offline world anymore. We live. No, we don't. We live in an online world. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, I was specifically thinking about this because I had. I realize now how uh, poor this might look on my character, uh, but I had just like flippantly picked up Lucia, like in the last couple days, and I was thinking about her anti airs and her crouching hard punch, and how it's like pretty bad. Like it only really has mm. an anti air frame on frame nine and ten, and it's only really got like a good anti air hitbox on frame nine. So it's like. It's really not that useful in an offline or an online situation. Online, maybe, but I haven't played her offline against a human because that's not it's not the world I live in. But also, she's a cop, so maybe fuck her. She doesn't deserve one. Uh, <laughs> I knew that was I knew it was going to lead into that. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm like, I only picked her up because I like characters that not a whole lot of people play. Mm-hmm. It, just like in my mind of thinking like, well, what can be done with this character? Uh, what can we explore here that's not being done? Like, that's why I picked up Hakan in Street Fighter 4 because like no one was playing him. But guess what? He's fucking dope as hell and like yeah. has a whole bunch of bullshit that like was really, really strong. I don't think Lucia is that case of like, I don't think Lucia has any bullshit. <laughs> I don't think you she's very strong. You picked the wrong strong. one, Joe. I you did. picked the wrong one. <laughs> uh, should, should not have picked the cop. What was I thinking? That's just, mm. fuck me, right? Uh, Metro City PD, <laughs> fuck them. Uh, all Lucias are bad. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, though, that's the acronym. I love that. Uh, it, yeah, that's the that's the new one. A, a- lab is the new <laughs> one. <laughs> Fuck. I'll hold that up on a on a <laughs> sign at, at the protest that's going on, like kind of down the street. People be like, "What does that mean?" I'll be like, "Let me tell you about this game, Street Fighter Five, <laughs> and how this character sucks, and for good reason." <laughs> oh, that's silly. Regardless, though. Uh, but you though you've kind of back to you you've been all over the place because I have heard you on the mic across the board you are kind of everywhere I've seen you dipping your toes into into all the tournaments out there so what's what's your secret how are you out there so much is it just that you have been putting yourself out there or is it that you've been putting in the work to become a, a solid commentator for all of these games or what's the secret What's the secret it's of the mix. sauce? Okay. It's a mix of everything, man. It's a pot and you got to mix it. So the thing is, is like, I've been also seeing like online, like on Twitter and you know, some Discord chats and things like that. Man, it's so hard to break into commentary and stuff like that. And in my eyes, it is, this is the easiest time to break into commentary. If you want to do mm-hmm. commentary, this is, there are, there's no, never a better chance, right? You have literally an event every single, pretty much every single day. And if there isn't an event, you can boot up your copy of whatever game that you want, run some lobbies and commentate over them and make the content yourself. And then invite players in. You could, th- this, there is so much stuff that you can make, so much content, so much juice and just meat on the bone that you can dine on that there has never been a better time. And I get that, you know, some people don't have the amount of time. Like I work from home, I get to work from Red Bull. Um, mm-hmm. And then even when I go back to my other job at the library, this still works within my schedule. So it's easier said than done for me in terms of time schedule and stuff. Like, but you can at least find some days out of your week that you have free time to run like an hour or two or whatever, or, or join an event that somebody else is doing. That being said, a lot of people don't know this, but I have busted my ass, like getting to these events, um, making sure that I have the right stuff, you know, making sure that when I'm on commentary, I'm saying the right things, the before and after promoting the event and helping them out. And then, you know, keeping on keeping contact with the people that I uh, that are, you know, the TOs and things like that. Right. Right. Um, so, like, there's a aspect that doesn't get seen as much, maybe like for at least for beginner commentators, because a lot of people think I just hop on the mic and I can just, you know. I can just talk about Street Fighter V or Grand Blue Fantasy or whatever, but there's a lot more that goes into it. Like, I have an entire process. I have a Google Doc filled with, like, indivi- like individually, I have pages for characters that I fill out with information, and including, like, combos, notable players, things that, you know, some players maybe like to do and stuff like that. I make sure to fill that out and read it a lot, you know, whatever, depending on what I have coming up. You know, I, I reach out uh, and contact to the TOs and things like that that I want to, you know, 
be a part of the events for. I make sure that I have an updated reel, which people need to do. If you do not have an updated reel every single year showing what your progression is or you know how you've gotten better, you are messing up. I've seen too many people with like 2008, 2009 reels and they are spotty. Please spend the work and time to make something decent. It helps so much. You do not mm-hmm. understand. I'm saying this to all commentators, please make something decent. And all you gotta do is, just, it's like three minutes. And get a hold of someone, uh, you know, I got a hold of RJ slash Spin Infinite. He made my reel, and it looks masterful. I, I am, like, upset every time I look at it because I'm like, I, I'm not this good. He made me look really good. I, there's no way I'm this good. I am, I'm trash compared to what he made me look like. But, that you, like, you need to have a good reel. And you have to have a good rapport with, like, the TOs and stuff like that. That means when you're done, like, before and after you're done, you know, do, or before and after you do the commentating, uh, make sure you promote the event, you know, tweet out and clip things and stuff like that. Put them on your account, you know, thank them for everything. And then obviously during the account, the, 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 uh, the event, make sure that you're, you know, really engaged in what's going on. If it's even if it's a local or like a big event, you know, obviously give it, you know, the tonality that it deserves, but also give it the give it the attention like it's like it's a major, you know. I just did one for Juicy's on uh, Juicy online event, the Florida local that they have. They have an online version, uh, and I do their their Tuesdays um, with one of the Florida uh, players, Jock in the Box. Shout out to him; he's a great guy. Oh yeah, so, definitely. Um, but it was it. They only got like two people like showed up because of some mishaps and stuff, right? So they ran an exhibition, and I treated it just like it would be exciting anywhere else, right? Um, because that's know, also practice have, for you, like exactly. You're getting the work in. Um. So every and you know I I always have mistakes. There's there's things that I have to clean up. There's things where I even in that in that one event I messed up on and I was like, man, that's not Kage's V skill. It's his V trigger. All he has to do is hit the buttons. It's not the same thing. But then you know I look back on these things and you know I write down the notes like okay it's this and then I go and like learn that it's like fighting games commentary is like fighting games you have to keep doing it you have to keep practicing it you have to find your method of practice too and you have to be consistent those things will lead you to success and people don't really think about that they're like I'll just hop in the mic I haven't got warmed up or whatever or I haven't really studied the players that are coming up or I really haven't studied the matchups you know they just hop on the mic and then they 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 have those empty moments and right. I'm learning to close those with by practicing. That is that is the one thing that I I am I'm not a good commentator. I will say that. Do not take my word for granted. What I will say though, you bring up the good point of never let there be more than like a beat, which is like a little over of like it's like a second and a half of like of nothingness, unless there's something where you're just like really engaged and cannot speak where it like requires silence, which like that situation is, is not, that doesn't happen very often, but I'm just saying, right, yeah, like you, you have to have something to, to put out there so that like you keep the energy moving. You can't have the dead air. Cause that's, the dead air or like the worst of like when there is dead air and then a co-commentator yawns or something. And you're like, fuck man, like what are you doing here? Like get engaged somehow, like flex some muscles, dude, like stand up, like get into it. My, my dude, I can't have this. Uh, I mean, that's also another thing you got to think about too, is your co-commentator, like how they'll react to things, how their personality is. You have to research that as well. And kind of vibing with them as well too. Um, is that's also a thing people have to think about. 
Um, it's a dance. It's a dance, right? You pass the ball to them, and uh, or you, you know, you, you you point to them for their dance move. It's like, oh, it's your turn. You show your stuff. You show all what you can do, and uh, it's easier said than done. And that's something that I still need to work on because I feel like I'm a pretty overbearing commentator in general. Um, but it's it's finding that flow was also part of it. There's so many elements that I wish people Which, would be more. Actually, you say you know, that, but I say that's fine. I actually like commentating with an overbearing commentator. That means that I can do other head, like I can be thinking about stuff oh, while okay, you're doing that. Of like, when someone does that, it's like, oh, because the match will end. You're not going to have anything once the match ends because you're in the moment. You're thinking about what is happening right then. Match is over. Now where are you? The co-commentator's right there to be like, well, here's this thing that I, that I can talk about that I've been observing this whole time. Or here's the next thing that's going to happen on stream. Or like here's information in general. Or here's like a topic that we can discuss. Uh, for a co-commentator to think of, I kind of like being in that position. Uh, oh, some, like sometimes. It, it's, a, it's a thing you got to like bounce off and be good at. But like, again, that's learning chemistry between the person that you're with because if the other person that you're with also wants to be that kind of like hit by hit ooh ooh text the throw kind of person then then that's going to clash and you're going to need to work around that in some way that's not going to that's not going to work um, now that you said that I think now that I'm like it's coming to my brain when I did uh, the Salt Mine League finals also shout out to the Salt Mine League they've been doing yeah. like the biggest EU like online Street Fighter 5 tournament they've had the likes of Problem X Hurricane Bolt Strike a ton of people coming through Akainu uh, coming through and showing like like that just awesome EU play and it was great to like be on the mic yeah. with James Chen it's but he had awesome. a similar thing where he was like I would be the beat by beat person a lot or and he would just swing it back and he'd be like, all right, cool. While you were doing that, I have some backup information for the people. Let me hit them with this. Yeah. And that now that you said that, that's hmm, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's actually what James is good at. He's good at having that like, well, let's think about this now once the action is over, because he's like a super smart guy. He's played a fuck ton of fighting games and knows the histories of a lot of people. So like that's. That makes total sense, to me at least. But also, again, take all of my commentary with a grain of salt because it's funny that you said that commentary is like fighting games. And then you said you have to practice, but in my mind, I thought, I thought you have to do them drunk. <laughs> you do, okay, okay. You do those things drunk, yes? Let's set the record straight right now because a lot of people, you said that comment on Twitter and I was like, mm, I didn't get to go into it, but I'm going to say it right now. The way that you do commentary maybe isn't a blueprint of how to do commentary, but it's perfect for you. Mind Eris, like it's no one else can do Eris, what he does. He breaks the rules, but it's fine because it's Eris. It's okay for you to break the rules because you're Joe and it works and it's fun to watch Reddit Street Fighter because you're Joe. Now, if anyone else tried to be drunk commentary like you, it wouldn't work. But that's why it makes it was, that's what makes it you special. That's that's your style, and you have <laughs> made it uncooptable at all. Like no one can touch that. That's actually a feat many people cannot do. Yeah, because I was thinking like, how would I explain this? Like, I have advice on commentary because you brought up that you want to talk about commentary, and I'm for that. But. Like, I can think of advice to give people that's, like, generally good commentary advice. Not that I would take myself, because I can't... Right. I cannot, like, <laughs> quantify what happens on Monday night 
to then turn that into something else. It just happens after having done it for so many years. We're like, fuck, man. I mean, were you around during last last uh, Monday's tournament with the whole keyboard condom situation? Not last one. It's this one. Okay, fuck. Well, that whole... All I have to say is keyboard condom, and then you apply, you can't apply keyboard condom to a normal <laughs> commentary situation. There's no no world where that would be a, a good thing for any other human being to bring up during during any kind of event. But regardless, unless you're Joe, unless you're Joe, I suppose. But then again, I also run the event myself, so I have a lot of I give myself <laughs> a lot of freedom here to, to fuck around a little bit instead of like the event organizer being like, cut his mic. Yeah, we can't. We can't. He's he's sexualizing Mavis Beacon in a way I'm very uncomfortable <laughs> with. So can we maybe back off on 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 Joe's mic? Uh, you know, I usually <laughs> mute it and then I commentate over it for like practice. Right. But man, I'm going to leave that one open this time. I might have to just let that run and just listen oh, to sweet, sweet sounds of what you guys did to the keyboard and, and Mavis Bacon. It was know. it was bad. The, oh, me has bacon. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but no, uh, what you said, though, of like getting out there and you have to study. You have to study the game and know what you're talking about with every different character and know like the histories of the players, like these players have backgrounds, mm-hmm. they have stories to tell. Uh, and it's kind of your job as a commentator to, to help tell their story, take what they're doing in the game, out of the game and apply that to uh, the person who might be listening. I think that's, it's also one of the easiest times to do that because if you look on Twitch, literally everybody is streaming, pretty much everybody is streaming. Every player at different points of the day, everyone's got their stream up. You can sit in there and chat with them. I just, I just, I like almost every single morning I wake up, I get my coffee and I get to listen to Angry Bird and Big Bird, you know, complain at each other and just, you know, talk about what's going on. And it's great because you get to sit there and bounce ideas off them. And to me, I think I'm doing my job as a, at least as a knowledge area right and like i'm in a decent area of knowledge i'm not saying i'm good but like decent when i'm able to have a conversation with top players mm-hmm. you know and like i feel comfortable with that kind of thing like i feel comfortable talking with them i think i'm in a decent level with that but this is a good time to actually start practicing that like so if you're wrong or you disagree with something or whatever you can write it down and like verify it or have a real-time chat with them which you couldn't do before you would have to slide through the dms and they'd be like who is this person? I don't know who right. Sephiroth 69 is asking about Akuma. You know, like I, he could be asking about Akuma's butthole for all I know. I don't know what's going on. Like you have no idea. But now you can sit in the Twitch chat and then if you're stupid, you get shot. But if you're smart, you can get all this information. It's all right in front of your face. It is funny to me that you say that because I feel like every morning around like 5.30, 6, 6 a.m., it's like you and Angry Bird or Big Bird being like, I don't know about that one. Fair. <laughs> like having a Twitter art. It's like it, it is like clockwork every single morning around like 536 a.m. It's like, oh, it's it's the, these three goons <laughs> talking about whatever. The fuck. Honestly, but like like you said, though, the accessibility is there. Everyone is open to talk about stuff as long as you're not like a fucking weirdo. When you come at them yeah. like, I think you're wrong about Zeku and you're dumb. Lol. <laughs> like, no, that's not how humans talk to each other. Learn to talk like a human first, you idiot, you piece of lard. Uh, but 
regardless. Uh, yeah. That was just a little observation every time I wake up. I'm like, <laughs> you see them arguing with me like every single time. But the thing is also like when I say all these things and like, no, like what I, you know, what you have to do for a com- like good, com- like what I'm doing right now is like the lowest rung of like what you should be doing as a commentator. I should be doing a lot more, should be studying a lot more in my opinion and watching more matches sometimes, you know, like vicious, Sajam, all of them at the top, they are do they are grinding constantly. Vicious especially is the epitome of someone who like they really want to get into this. Like you you look at his work ethic and you copy that to a T because mm-hmm. he is an absolute monster when it comes to like the grind. Like he is like my my guidance. And I wish I was at that level to, to grind like that. Um but he um what he embodies is also another point is like when you do commentary, like you have to actually think about just like in fighting games how far do you want to go with this because at the end of the road you'll be at events and stuff like that and let's be honest commentary is not going to be sitting there paying all the all your bills you know this is not a not a gig that you'll do you're doing for a career for the most of us you know maybe a few can do it for as a career with some stuff on the side but uh, it is not one that you can you know i'm gonna put all my eggs in a basket just like fighting games just like esports right you know Right. So it, it's it's all that's why it makes all this easier said than done because it's like, for me I I, I have a side I side stuff that doesn't conflict with this stuff that allows me to do both and work hard at both, mm-hmm. but not everyone has that ability and has the opportunity. So like, I get when people like do not put like a lot of effort like Vicious does into his stuff, because to be honest the return is not much. Like I'm gonna be real, I don't get paid for a lot of my gigs and I'm fine with that. I've been upfront with them. I said you don't have to pay me. Like I'm cool with just being on the mic, like if you know if it's Capcom or somebody else, we gotta talk, all right. But if it's just like someone running like Salt Mine or whatever, I'm more than happy to do it for free, or like mm-hmm. a local, I'm more than happy to come through for free. That's perfectly fine. Um, but like there is, you, don't you shouldn't do this for the money, and it's not something you can rely upon as like you know funds. And so I can get why someone would not spend all this time and effort just to like say some say some shit on the mic for like three hours and then right. Hey, see you later. Thank you, you know, for your time. Right. They're not going to treat it like a job if it's literally not a job. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you can't. It's, really, I mean, it's not. You can't really hold them to. It's like, you know what? That's a good argument there. Uh, <laughs> this this is kind <laughs> of not a huge. But like, you're right, though. If you do want to get better at it, though, that's how you have to treat it. Uh, and we, I don't know. That's the thing, though, is that we live in a time. This also goes out to tournament organizers out there, where we live in a time where literally anyone can hop on the mic now because it's all online. So mm-hmm. if someone shows up and phones it in, even though they are literally phoning it, just track with my reference. Like <laughs> I know that I'm tough. <laughs> talking allegorically but no even though they are phoning in it like you don't have to have that person back if they're right if they're just gonna be lazy on the mic you don't have to you could have anyone else uh and this is like i don't know it's true of like the r street fighter weekly like anyone can i i say yes to anyone who is asked at least once like if they do a bad job i'll be like yeah like maybe maybe not this time but like usually I like to give people the opportunity because it is a, again, it's a place where you can just hop in and do it. Like, why not? Uh, but if you're going to hop in and do it, I recommend you actually try, not just like be there to hang out. Yeah. I, I, you know, I hear sometimes like on the mic when, you know, if I watch a local or whatever, 
or watch something where it's like just like a normalized or a normalized a normal event um one of the issues is like that stems from it is like to the to's like that's why maybe that I'm, I'm gonna toot my own horn a little bit but the reason why you know some people have been coming to my dms and asking me for stuff is because i give that energy because it makes it watchable because to be honest when the commentary is really dry and boring it is hard to watch something and i hate to say it but like sometimes it's like you, you either have to mute it or you go to something else and so you want your event to have someone who's like who they're interested on you know on what's going on on the screen like my girlfriend when she um she'll she doesn't care about fighting games right she doesn't really care that much like like i do but she'll watch some some matches with me if the commentators are good too like if they're excited she may not know what's going on but she feels that excitement and then it's like oh i understand why this is exciting or they're having fun i kind of having fun you know the suggestion like oh i i should be having fun oh the music's playing i should be dancing No, that's a that's a good point. And I think that that is a, a specifically good thing to bring up because something that you might not think about is that the majority of the matches, especially early on in a tournament, are not going to be that compelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it, they're either... I mean, sometimes they are. I'm not going to say that like that's not always the case because sometimes you do get really good matches early on. But a lot of times it's like, oh, this was a blowout or like, oh, I see a lot of technical errors happening here. And when that starts happening, it becomes, it's like, well, how would a professional commentator for like, think about like basketball, right? Like at a high school level, there's probably a lot of technical errors versus a like collegiate level or NBA level, like but at the same time, you're going to have that NBA commentator commentating over high school basketball. That's going to sound different. So, like, you're going to have to bring something else to the table to make it a little more interesting to watch because there's not a whole lot of people out there watching high school basketball for entertainment. Yeah, I mean, I really hope that, like, and this, and even I sometimes I kind of get a little too, like, maybe not like as excitable sometimes it's something i i still have to work on but like i hope that you know other commentators kind of think about this stuff and are like maybe i should treat this local or whatever i'm doing with you know a little bit more energy or find a way to put the energy or fun into it because in all honesty when it comes down to it like you also have to think about there are other people outside the ftc that are watching this that could Mm -hmm. be watching this that could this could be their entryway and if you're on them on the mic and you're doing not the fun kind of golf commentary, but like straight up golf commentary. And you're just you're you're just there and you're slumped in your seat and your 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 eyes are kind of wavering a little bit. Like they'll feel the energy and be like, why am I watching this? I don't get it. Why this is you know, this yeah. is whatever. Like and the same is reverse. Like I don't watch sports. My girlfriend has, you know, football and I can tell when the moments are amping up and the climax is coming because of the tonality, because of their 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 pitches, because of what they're saying. You know, I don't really need to like tune into the game all the way. I can be like oh, this, this is a moment right here where I can look over and see the exciting parts of it, right? So I hope that people kind of, like, start focusing on that. And I know this is, it's it's hard because, like, honestly, commentary is such a young thing and it's such a difficult thing to, like, there's no path. There's not, like, YouTube videos besides Sage Am and a few others that are, like, this is what you should be doing. And in all honesty, a lot of it's subjective. 
Um, but I'm hoping people start to think about like, yo, you might have other audiences besides the FGC. And even in the FGC, they want to watch something that's exciting. They don't want to watch people, you know, be bored on the mic. You, you see it in the right. chat. People are like, ah, oh, man, this is blah, 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 blah. This guy sounds like, you know, he's got, you know, three mouths or something like that. So like, you know, I, I don't know. It, like, think about it like this. Do you want to watch someone being boring on, on the mic or do you want to watch someone that's having some sort of excitement? Like, play it like that. How, what would you want to see? And then reenact that when you're on the mic. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're having fun, chances are the people who are listening are also having fun. Like, mm-hmm. have fun with it. Like, it's supposed to be fun. It's not, because like I said, it's not really a job. You can have fun with it. Uh, and like you said, like <laughs> I sometimes get a lot of heat because sometimes I like to to, stop, to talk real low, do a little bit of golf commentary, have a little fun that way. And someone <laughs> called me; they were like, "This is like jazz commentary." So I did my best, like Lou Rawls impression, and I was like, "Okay, we're listening to to the jazz commentary." But see, you rolled with it though, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And good. it's like you kind of have to, even though like th- that person started to have fun then, because they were like, "This is a very fun commentary." I was like, "All right, fuck you. We're gonna have fun with it." Uh, <laughs> don't like this how about try this on for size uh i don't know because then there's the whole other issue of like how much do you listen to chat which is like eh, that's that's very hit or miss depending on like the number of viewers or like the level of moderation that's going on in the chat uh and all that shit that's that's a fucking toss-up in my opinion Uh, you know you just tell the people like and that's just the thing where it's like in general, like the chat can say whatever they want. If you're invited back to the events or just in general are getting continuous amounts of like, you know, things or events to go to or TOs are reaching out to you, you're doing your job for whatever reason. Like a few knuckleheads in the chat, you know, whatever. If it's a lot of people, it's a consistent basis. Maybe you want to look into things or, you know, maybe reevaluate some things here and there. But I think those things go hand in hand with like, the majority of the chat, as long as it's from like a good source, are decent and they like what you're doing. Plus the TOs and you know the event organizers being like, "Yo, come on back. We like you to have you back." Or come over to this event and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, all, all I want to say about that one is, you know, people making fun of my hair because of COVID and stuff like that. I didn't get a haircut. Uh, y'all wrong for that one. Y'all, that's that's the worst I've I've seen. Like in the past couple of weeks was like. When I was on the on on camera for Wednesday Night Fights a couple weeks ago, they were like, "You can get a haircut." I'm like, "Yeah, it's COVID," but you know, I can't say that when you're on the mic. You just gotta let it go. Saint, how's the fade looking? Is it not? It's there's nothing. It's not a fade. It's a forest. <laughs> it's awful out here. It's terrible. I'm I'm uh. looking at sports clips and I'm like, maybe, maybe I'll do it. I'm not sure. I am I am staring at it like th- this could be a possibility in my life. Yeah, my actually my haircut place is like kind of reopening, uh, but I'm like, nah, I don't. We'll just let it grow. This doesn't, this doesn't need maintenance. <laughs> like this is this is fine the way it goes. Uh, plus, it, I've talked about my haircut place before. Plus, when I go back, they're not going to do the whole glass of whiskey when I go because again, COVID. Oh. I I go and I get a glass of whiskey. I sit down. It's a whole thing. It's but that's not going to be the case because of the pandemic that's going on. Uh, Cause we live in a nightmare world. Uh, and that's only the one of the many nightmares that are happening <laughs> right Absolutely. now. It's wild that that's not even like the, 
the biggest uh, anyway people forgot about it while we deal with the other thing that um, just became to light which unless there's anything else you want to talk about on commentary we should probably transition into Nah, that's good. Just uh, people, you know, please just enjoy what you do when it comes to commentary. Don't take it too seriously, but also make sure you prepare and you know all that good stuff. Just have fun with it. That's about yeah. it. Have that's fun. Don't say anything racist because please don't. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Listen, I'm a white guy who's been speaking into a microphone for many years now, and I've never said anything racist. It's a, it's a fucking miracle, right? You would think. White man speaks into microphone. It's bound to happen eventually. The gamer word no. didn't come out? No. <laughs> I know. I haven't had that heated gamer moment yet. I wonder why. <laughs> maybe mm. maybe start removing words from your vocabulary. Maybe start thinking about, you know, the words that you say might have meaning. Maybe uh, you should do that. But who am I to say? Especially if you're like volunteering for the first time for <laughs> for an event and then you say something oh, hashtag no. problematic. I wouldn't expect to get another job, but I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, well, you know, sometimes they're, you know, they wait a few weeks and they're fine. But anyway, uh, um, oh, what's going Christ. on in the world? What's going on in the world right now? That's that's a good question because there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of actually really cool things I want to say within the FGC in terms of the intersectionality between uh, Black Lives Matter and the and the community at large, I would say mostly because our community is already widely diverse to begin with uh, and has mm-hmm. a lot of historical roots in black culture. Like a lot of, you might not know this kids, but a lot of the hype things that people say come from black culture, like, and the way that commentary kind of is and used to be, uh, you could even t- tie that back to like a lot of hip hop culture and and such. So there's there's roots here that I think are worth at least reflecting upon. But the community at large has really stepped up and and really been impressive in the ways that they are genuine and not just uh, posturing in a way to say that they support equality. Uh, because I think that our community really wants to show that we do and we have for a long time. I think that that's the difference is that we have supported equality or at least tried to support equality. It might not be true right. of like women within the community or or things like that. But yeah. it's so I just kind of wanted to get your take on you now what in your mind has the the landscape looked like for for you? I am going to be 100 percent honest. I've been in this community for years, like since the days of like Street Fighter 2. Um, people don't know this, but I am old as hell. I'm 32 years old. Um, but I've been around the block for a while. Um, and I did not expect the community to respond like this, to be honest. I did not expect for people to put their necks out for, you know, black people, for just equality in general. I did not expect for. Uh, you know, the amount of money that's been, that has been raised by you guys, uh, you know, Rona Rumbles, a ton of people across the board, you know, coming out. I have not, I did not expect people that are in my community to, to consistently mention, you know, the things that black people face, uh, you know, the negative things that black people face and, and really, you know, promote those voices and things like that. I, and even, and this even goes for people who are like top players and stuff like that, you know, people who are just like, 
or you know, you know, people who are not people people have like wide reach that could really lose a lot from this. Whether it be their sponsors if they weren't on board, whether it be their fan bases if they weren't on board, or otherwise. Um, so it it's actually been at least in that regard, like it's been mostly mostly amazing. And it's also been amazing because some dumbasses have been flushed out and put down the drain, and it's beautiful to see. That also looks great too. Mm-hmm. It's a good so look. It's, yeah, it's honestly like they're obviously the way that everything has been happening is maybe not the you know nobody nobody wants to take it this way, but we had to take it this way, and that's just you know pent up aggression and things like that. Um, but at the same time, it's great to see the support from the FGC, kind of recognizing you know we do have a lot of minorities. We are a hugely minority-run, you know, community, and we we have to stick together. And if you're not on board, get off board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of those things where, like, you say maybe it didn't happen, but like it did. Unrest is just the that's the conclusion when it comes to years and years of broken social contracts between mm-hmm. uh, like black people and society, at least in America. I. I can personally not speak of my historical knowledge of uh, uh, black people's experience in other countries. I can only speak of what I know and have researched with America. Uh, and I know that it's it's been bad for a long time, even though you might think as a white person, you know, MLK died and then we solved racism after that. Don't worry. Right. No, that didn't that didn't happen. <laughs> like, there were systems in place and still are in place that are designed to keep that community from gaining any wealth or like moving forward in society. And it's like, you have to look at these things and recognize them and unrest and protests and maybe a little bit of violence, maybe a little bit of violence. Cause actually I say maybe a little bit of violence, but mostly from what I've seen, the people are actually out there protesting. The majority of them are actually really have been very peaceful and just like right. we're just here until to they're agitated or they're shot at or something happens from the cop, which, which yeah. is like you know predetermined from them to do those kinds of things. So it's like they're peacefully protesting, which is their right, and the cops want to shut down that right. And you know you get what you get from that, right? And you know you see the cops later on, we're being vilified, and yeah, we're vilifying you because we have the video of you and four hundred other videos of you doing similar things where we are peacefully protesting or just peacefully living our lives and you come after us. Um, so, uh, you know, just as you said, this is just the result of those pent up aggressions. And, you know, I obviously I feel that being a black man myself, I feel those things. Like when I go outside, I got to move a certain way. I got to be a certain way. And I yeah. wish it didn't have to be that way, but it is, you know, I already told the story on Twitter about that stuff, about, you know, the cop, you know, staring at me for a second. And this is right before curfew was about to start. And I was like, th- just my throat, just like clenched up, I man. As soon as soon as he left, I bolted home because any number of things could have happened. But that that kind of thing happens all the time in that neighborhood. Like I've moved, and it's only a couple blocks up, and it's not nearly as bad so far. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. But it could be that bad, and I have to move like that my entire life. And that's that's not a way. I mean, to be honest, it's not a way to live. To live in constant fear when you see a cop car. Or you, you, maybe if you piss off the wrong person, they call the cops, they say the wrong thing, and all they get is a slap on the wrist and their dog taken back and put back in their hands maybe two weeks later or whatever, and then you maybe end up dead or maimed or whatever, you know. So it's not, it's it's something that, you know, I deal with on a daily basis, but to see the FGC 
you know, combat that and really and really put, you know, their their fists up in the air. I love it. Now, one thing I'm going to say, Joe, is about these companies. All right. (laughs) I'm not going to mention any certain companies. I'm not going to put anyone on blast. But all I'm going to say is if you put Black Lives Matter with hashtag in your in your statement, if you put money towards them, uh, the, the, the you know, the right organizations, if you get paid time off so people can, you know, volunteer or protest or whatever, you're doing your part. If you don't do any of those things, you just put out an empty statement without even the hashtag Black Lives Matter. You are putting out a very empty statement. You are you are self-serving. You are doing it just to have it out there and you don't really care. And I'm not going to say which companies or who or whatever, but I was very disappointed in a few and their their silence, especially when they're very supported by, you know, heavily supported by the black community and have, you know, have people who have been grown up on those games and to see that silence or see that that lack of care was was shocking, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that some of these companies kind of look back at what, you know, maybe maybe what they what other companies are doing and say we should we should up this because you know what I get it at the end of the day some of this is marketing some of this is whatever, but I would rather have this than the silence. I would rather have this than you know I'm just gonna not say anything at all or I'm gonna give an empty statement or whatever. You know, put your foot down. Yeah, I think at least for you mentioned something uh, that I think is important of living the or at least expressing the lived experience of a black person in America is is reaching the people who have never thought about what that means before. Um, people who don't recognize that just existing and the way that you have to carry yourself is you can't, you can be on edge. You, you, there's times where you have to be or play things different. You have to put on like a different, like a, like a different tone or like walk a different way, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that people now realizing that, Oh, their lived experience is far different from my lived experience. That's wrong. And then where that takes them from there is like, that's the starting point. Uh, and then when like that could be a starting point of research of like, well, what can I do to help solve that problem instead of just ignoring it? Like I have for literally my whole life, um, is a good start. For example, I think that there was a really good thread earlier today about something that I, I, I just hadn't considered before, uh, but makes complete sense when I think about it for half of a second is that black cosplayers and, mm-hmm as compared to white cosplayers and the, the carrying around of fake weapons. I mean, there's numerous stories of, of black people being murdered by the police for having toy guns, toy swords, like not, not even, not even that. And you're going to go out in a costume and, and have a sword with, you're going to have a bus, maybe not a buster sword. That's a bit silly, but, (laughs) but like, just like anything at all. Yeah, if you're going to put work into a craft and have this, like, really nice-looking, like, cool-ass gun that you've, like, spent a lot of time on to, like, look exactly like the gun from the property that you like, uh, you might not even try to do that as a black person in America because you're like, oh, I could die walking to the event. Like, that's a very real thing that could potentially happen. And, like, there are stories of people who are... Black while cosplaying who have been like approached by the police or like 
mm-hmm. shit like that, which is just what gang are you with? Like, you know, it's like I'm I'm play Final Fantasy, dude. Like, relax. Like, <laughs> have I'm you fine. heard of it's, Have you heard of my Lord and Savior Sephiroth? <laughs> Four twenty, plays <laughs> uh, it. Uh, and uh, that's just uh, just another of many things because that that I think has a lot of intersectionality with our community because you go to any event and there's tons of people cosplaying. So what does that mean for uh, you know, just things that white people might not think about or even like other people of color might not think about that aren't as targeted as black people in America because that's mm. that isn't that way. You can't just generally say people of color. It is a specifically black experience, but uh, I mean, you all, I mean, even just like quickly bouncing off of that is like when I travel, I really want to look at an area and what the, the culture is like there. Yeah. Because I have to worry, like, what's going to happen if, you know, if I quote unquote step out of line? I know, you know, uh, CEOs had a lot Daytona. of issues. <coughs> Daytona. I mm, said mm. a ton of issues. Daytona. I have not went. And uh, after <laughs> reading those issues, like ice being thrown at people and stuff like that, like, I, and, you know, with the with the increased amount of agitation from the police, like, you don't know what could happen. You know, this I'm sure there's been plenty of people who are like, I don't want to. I don't want to go to Daytona. I don't want to deal with that. You know, just because you know they're afraid. Imagine that you know you that you have to wake up and think about like, do you want to go to this fighting game tournament where all your friends and everyone's going there? And if you go there, you have to carry yourself a certain way. You can't go out in certain areas. You have to be really cautious. And you know, if you do get into something, some sort of altercation, you have to make sure someone's maybe taping you to make sure it wasn't your fault or whatever. Because when the cops come, they may not believe you, and so on and so on. All these things escalate, and you can't really enjoy yourself as much you know right. and that goes for you know just in general like even when i was traveling uh you know last week oh, last week last year um you know i started to think about you know even if i'm going to las vegas like i'm still gonna be treated differently it doesn't matter where i go right there's different levels to things or different areas will be treated differently you know if the cops come in las vegas are you know what's gonna happen like if i'm drunk are they gonna you know pull me over or whatever who knows not pull me over. I'm not going to be driving walking, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> I wanted to clarify that so people don't clip that and they're like, wait, what? What did he say? Drinking and driving, super cool, says yeah. Sankola. <laughs> That's going to be on Event Hubs. Y'all got a new story. You're welcome. Uh, but, but that like, is honestly. Stop yeah, and fr- ahead, like, look up stop and frisk. Like, just in general. Like, if you haven't, if this is the first time you've heard of that, maybe look it up and see how it has impacted communities. Mm hmm. Is, uh, mm. <laughs> I know, but you're right though. It is. It's a whole thing. Whenever we start going back to, like, I don't want to say normal because I don't want to go back to normal. I want things to be. I want things to be different. I want it to be a different experience for everybody. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what life is like post COVID when when things really get back to it. But. Uh, until then, stay safe out there. Protest if you can. Do it safely if you can. Uh, if that's not an option for you, um, donating's great or spreading any kind of messaging or uh, spreading information, anything like that. Uh, any way to help out to stay on the right side of history, let's say. So I think yeah. that I should hope that at some point within the next decade or so, uh, the people who are standing in opposition of this will stand to be vilified correctly in, in a lot of ways. Uh, I'm looking forward to that, honestly. Mm. Um, mm, me too. Like, to be honest, you know, already seen it happen in the FGC. Like, 
I'm, and I'm very proud of people calling some of that stuff out, you know, bringing it to light and seeing people say, well, I was already done anyway. Well, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yep. Bye. Yep. And that's just one of the many issues that the fighting game community has with uh, maybe having all things equal, but mm, we'll get yeah. we'll get there, folks. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there in time. Uh, one step at a time, let's say. But any other thoughts before we move on to our final topic? Uh, just kind of end it, you know, I do want to thank everyone that has shown that support, and uh, if you haven't, just know that we're watching. That's all I got to say. We're watching. Ooh, you raise a good point. I should say something I thought of earlier but didn't bring up, but I saw a figure a couple days ago. Our friends at Matcherino shared with me that of all of the uh, Black Lives Matter charity events that have gone just on, on Matcherino, just mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter in general uh, charities, we as a community have just fighting game community, not like anywhere else have raised over $30,000, which is fucking awesome. That's great. That in like That's, one day, like scooped up basically one. Day. I mean, maybe there's some spillover obviously, but like for you to start that up and just run that and get that amount is ridiculous. No, I mean like just, no, I'm, I'm talking about like FGC Cause we, our event raised like 17, five. Right. So then, Everybody else who has run an event since then or like and that's just the start of because some of these events that were shown to me and listed in this Excel spreadsheet were like this Mm -hmm. hasn't even started yet. And like they've got like a couple hundred bucks in there. So like already they're going to they're off to the races. So it's like we're starting at 30K right now. We're only going those numbers are only going up, which is like incredible to see so many people so consistently giving and supporting this cause uh, over this amount of time. Cause like this, man, this has been really something else. It's been really impressive to see how many people have put their money where their mouth is and, and stepped up, which has been really cool. My opinion. Uh, Cause 30 K is fucking, that's a chunk from a community that has been like historically known to be cheap as fuck. Who won't, who won't spend $5 on a, <laughs> on like a, another character or feel like they're getting nickel and dimed uh, among all I gotta DLC. Give credit. Yeah. I mean, gotta but, give it up. before it was, I don't, you know, I don't want to, you know, pay for this and that. And I'm going to eat from McDonald's. I'm not going to eat out when I go to travel, I'll sleep on the floor, but you know what? Y'all really stepped it up. Yep. Y'all showed up about, uh, to put your money really where your heart is, which has been really incredible. So keep that energy folks. Keep it up. Uh, but speaking of keeping up that energy, uh, it is also Pride Month, as it turns out. And I think that there's a, a extremely uh, poignant overlap between Pride Month and Black Lives Matter, specifically for the fact that uh, black trans people have huge... Like, like The murder rate on black trans people is egregious like if you look it's it is it is frightening like if to be a black trans person in general like the it's i cannot relate to that experience at or even begin to imagine the fear that it would be to just exist as that kind of person uh so which i will say that amanda stevens if you follow her has put up this fundraising tournament which we mentioned at the top of the show uh happening on june 12th i imagine that the fundraiser will 
remain open for a time afterwards. I'm not sure about that. Don't quote me on that. I don't know if that's a fact, uh, but it's at least going over the weekend for sure. Uh, and I'll include the, the links in the show notes, but I'm seeing that transitional combat has raised over $4,000 already, which is, it hasn't even started yet. It's not even a thing yet. And they've already raised that much money. Uh, How I've heard, is that? It's fucking incredible. So you're going to be doing commentary for that on, did you say which day or do you know the schedule yet? Uh, both days. Um, for East Coast, I don't remember if I'm doing, it's like, they're, they're, they're cutting the blocks. Um, so like, I'll either be doing like pools and then like, maybe like top 16 or something like that. And then the next day is like, you know, like maybe 32 and then top eight or something like that. But both days. So they're going to be cycling through all uh, the four commentators um, for the Street Fighter V uh, East Coast and West Coast. Um, but it'll be fun. It'll be uh, entertaining. It's great to, like, as you said, see that we've you know already hit way past the goal. It was supposed to be just like we're aiming for a thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, when I did the voice work, I was like. You want to say a thousand dollars? Like, I feel like, you know, people are going to come out for this one. And they did. I was like, yes, let's go 4,000. Like, but I mean, it's not even, you know, the, it's not even showtime. So it could get even, get even higher, get even more. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a two day event, you know, I know there's other things that are going on. Um, there's other events and all stuff like that. But at the same time, I, I feel like this might be one of those events where, you know, the FGC comes out for it and then also people outside the FGC come out for it yeah. and kind of just want to help, you know, support a cause. Um, that's really the hope for for the event. Um, you know, I can't really speak to, like, maybe the, you know, the demographic that's presented here, but I, you know, I definitely want to help out in whatever way I can and supporting them, you know. Yeah. Uh, again, I can't either. Amanda has been on the show before and spoken about that experience, uh, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, the proceeds will go to Trans Lifeline, and it's, from what I know, a, a really good charity to help trans people survive uh, in general, be that if they're kicked out of their house or or something like that. Uh, there's just a whole bunch of things that they help out with, so uh, go check out that event. It will be linked in the show notes uh, wherever you find this, uh, or if you're finding this afterwards and just think, oh, it's Pride Month, uh, and... I, I feel like I should be helpful in some way. You could always just donate directly to Trans Lifeline. Um, mm-hmm. That's also an option. If it's like, oh, I didn't hit this event. Well, guess what? That charity still exists, and it will continue to exist for some time. So, uh, if you're able to, and if that's something that you are passionate about, then I would say please do um, be giving if possible. Uh, because again, I'll state that the. Like, it just feels like specifically this time in history with it being Pride Month and the the kind of renaissance that we're seeing in our country right now concerning Black Lives Matter and the value of black lives in America. Uh, I think honing in on that very specific black trans lives matter mm-hmm. is really is really poignant. Just it, maybe also if that's not if this is the first time that you've heard that being a black trans person in America is extremely deadly, then maybe it's a good time to start researching that topic and, and look into it for yourself to, to understand the history behind all of that and what that might I mean, mean for, for folks of that uh, disposition. It's really amazing that Amanda brought this, you know, to life in such a short, like, 
span. Like, yeah. So, like, mad props to her for doing this and just organizing it and just running it. Like, yep. yeah, this is one of those things where I feel like people, maybe other people might, you know, they might have, you know, have some hurdles or whatever. But she's so headstrong. She got everything together. She got the schedule together. It's, it's amazing being under her banner. Yeah, and, it was about uh, like a know, two week run up and like the promos are cut. There's like big like ad space shit going on. There's mm-hmm. like all this cool looking stuff that within like a two weeks run up and a bum tooth, which like she like literally oh, just man. had a root canal like was it like earlier today or like yesterday. Like and she's like, still operating like and she's, still doing it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Superwoman out here. Absolutely. But like, um, hopefully this this I'm hoping all this stuff starts to spur more of charity events and more events like that are yeah. like within this vein because like I think this starts, this needs to happen and this will help with more diversity uh, just in general with our scene and kind of like maybe I, I hate saying it but you know rooting out the bad and putting in the good you know mm-hmm. like once everyone's on board with something like you know transitional combat things like that you know Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like it just helps to introduce that the good in the community that we need. I think that the interesting thing to say there is that I think that the people who are here to enjoy fighting games have realized that the people who might be really good at playing these games, who might be antagonistic towards equality we don't need them. It doesn't matter how well they play. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't care what kind of cool shit they might be bringing to the table in the game. It's, it it is a hundred percent harmful to the community to have people like that in it, especially when it's like, we want to be more welcoming to everybody. And what better way to do that than to get rid of the people who are extremely toxic. But, uh, and I think that we're seeing more of that uh, as the weeks go by, which has been really cool, in my opinion. Yeah, I uh, love to see it. You love to see it. You love to see it. You love to see a good dunking. Uh, but regardless, St. Cola, that's about all the time we have for this show. Is there anything else you wanted to touch upon before we shut the lights off here? Uh. You know, really, I just hope that, I guess the easiest way to say it is, like, I hope that people, from all these experiences, whether it be, you know, Black Lives Matter or transgender people have to deal with on a daily basis or anyone of any diversity or that's different from you, I hope that, you know, having just a sampling of what you see in the FGC should have you reach out to somebody and maybe ask questions or just do your research on your own. Like, you do have Google. Like, maybe not always, you know, put the onus on on the oppressed but maybe all of this should bring to light, like maybe start time to learn some history or learn what other people are going through and learn what your fellow man or woman are going through, especially, you know, when you have to sit down and play with them. Because at the end of the day, we're supposed to be a community and it's hard to be a community when you are not, you know, ride or die with other people that are you know, in it. You know, it's easy to say, oh, man, I can't wait to sit down and play, you know, Street Fighter Five with you, you know, we'll run some sets or whatever. But it's harder to say I will stand up for your rights. Um, and it's it has been good to see that, but I hope people keep that same energy because you know this is not a fad. This is not something we're gonna just like you know jump off of you know a couple days. You know what's the new new thing? Murder hornets, yay! I gotta worry about that, whatever. Um, but you know, <laughs> winter can't come fast. Winter can't come fast <laughs> enough. I'm telling you. 
they're, they're just going to evolve. You're going to get coats. You're just going to get coats, Joe. It doesn't matter. Um, well, honestly, fuzzy murder hornets. <laughs> fuzzy murder hornets. Nice and warm and toasty. Jesus. Um, but, you know, it, it's a lot of work to do all these things, but it's going to create a better community, create a you know, better atmosphere for everybody. And to be honest, it's going to grow it so that we have more, more to play, more to do, and it's only going to help things. So, you know, I love to see this energy, but I hope it continues, and I hope that people, you know, really start taking to these causes and, and running with them. Something else that kind of just one more thing to maybe close on here. Uh, just a thought that I had while you were speaking is that for anyone out there who has been involved in the community for a long time, maybe even new, do not be complacent with your stance on these issues because of how the community has maybe treated them in the past. What say don't point to the trans people within already within our community and say, here is this monolith of see we as a community are good because Ricky Ortiz exists here, mm-hmm. or we are good as a community because we have tons of black commentators like that are super important to the community or tons of black players who've been super important to the community. Uh, do not rest on those laurels and think that that gives you a pass just because those things exist, especially if you had no part in building that acceptance of where those people stand within the community. Uh, don't just like think that you're getting a pass on that one, put in the work. You can't just ride those laurels. But anyway, that's just a thought that I've had. Cause I've seen a lot of people be like, no, we're fine. Look at, Look at this. Look at this thing I have on a podium over here. I've saved all my black friends right here. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I mean, they've done that. We saw that before when women are, you know, routinely, uh, you know, shit on by other people in the community. And they'll be like, well, yeah, but we have Sherry and we have this and this. And it's like, that's nice. But we can have more. And also do not use them as, you know, an example. Like it's like, oh, I have a black friend or oh, I have a female yeah. friend. Like that doesn't give you the right. Or I'm married to a woman. Those. I love women. Mm. Guess what, fam? A lot of people beat their wives. Many of them mm-hmm. are cops. But anyway, that's that's <laughs> neither here nor there. It's like 40 percent of cops <laughs> beat their wives. It's fucking crazy. I can't, it wild? It's fucking wild. But it's, but it's also. It's not that wild if you think about it. It's totally not that wild. It's totally not that wild, fam. Uh, but yeah, like you said, you can't, ju- you cannot just point to these like totems and say, "Look at this. We've got this." I love Sherry Jennings. I love Romanova. I love. You can't just point to these people who exist and say that 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 has solved. You c- like you cannot point to MLK and say that we've solved racism. You cannot mm. point to these these people and say that we've solved these issues. You cannot do that. It has to be something that you have to get involved in and learn the history of and know what the fuck you're talking about and also continue forward uh, with that in mind so like if you're saying that listen i love mlk which is why i hold my very racist beliefs uh jesus christ (laughs) miss mlk will never (laughs) not piss me off it's just so people you saw the dude on twitter correcting mlk's Actual spawn, like, are you kidding me? He yep. was like, I don't think uh, MLK would. No, 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 dude, shut the hell up. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, man, fucking wild world we live in. But that's going to do it for your show. But before I let you go, I have to ask you one quick question. 
question. Uh, you can answer it the same way or you can change your answer. It's a question I ask everybody. What is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game? I'm changing it. Before I said I love the, the, tiger, the tiger uppercut. That was like the thing, the power that was behind it. But it's no longer there with Sagat. So I'm changing it. Jump, heavy punch with Rolento. Any Ooh. game. Okay. That big if he returns, mm-hmm. It's so goofy. And if he returns, I'm using it every single day of my life. Man, that fucking like neutral jump hard punch is like he basically hits you at the top of his jump arc before he even has a chance to come. It's fucking wild. That shit. Man. It's got like a weird cross up in four. Like it just it's, it's not a cross up. It's oh, so it's dumb. crazy. It's so yeah. dumb. I love that character. Capcom, please bring him back. I'm tired of playing neutral. Neutral needs to go. <laughs> I'm done. I want to sit down and turn up my brain and do things that other characters can't and just be stupid. Here's Let my me do thing what I need to do is that I agree with you. Because a lot of that shit was easy to manage. <laughs> you just had to fucking deal. Like, as long as you learned how to deal with it, easy to... But that's just my opinion. People, no one's going to do, no do that. What's, that's why no, I went back. Learning? Who would want to try and learn something? Listen. Do commentary like you play fighting games. Drunk. And no one's going <laughs> to learn how to play... You can do Rolento <laughs> either way. Uh, favorite combo in any fighting game? Man, and now I gotta say Patriot Circle. Just hit me with the records. That's what I love. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you don't understand how I'm about like Rolento like right now. Like I am legit. Like I guess the second one would just be like you know, uh, maybe Oro's Unblockables, but that's not really super specific because you know he puts the, the booger out and you gotta yep. hold that on third strike. But really, just the straight up Reka pressure when they all land and they just hit right from Rolento. Like, ugh. yeah, I do like a good Reka. I feel like Street Fighter V is very lacking in the Rekka situation. It doesn't feel like, give me a Fei Long. Give me a Fei Long. I want those Rekkas. I would take a Fei Long, but I, I got to have, I got to have Relento though. That's if they're ending it right. And quote unquote leakers are correct, which they're not. Um, you know, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to see Rolento pop up. I like that to be my character. So I want those moves to come back so I can uh, be done with neutral. All right. Well played, sir. With that, that is a show. St. Cola, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, basically just my Twitter, uh, at underscore St. Cola. That's where I have, uh, if I'm doing any events, I'll put them up there. If I'm putting any articles, I'll put them up there as well. Or, you know, you can just find me goofing around saying stupid stuff. And, uh, you know, don't have to follow. Just look at it. <laughs> Word. All right. And again, you can find me at Super Joe Monday or at Reddit SF on Twitter.com or hop on our Street Fighter to see what's happening uh, every day of the week, which surprisingly, I want to say this. Uh, generally speaking, our Street Fighter has been really devoid of like racist comments and like the racism has not spiked as the the Black Lives Matter movement has gained steam, which you would think those two things go hand in hand, but I think that mm-hmm. the community in general has really, the community harbored there has really managed themselves well. And props, <laughs> props for you for not being racist, Reddit. Congratulations, you did it. Oh, uh, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> eh, it, that's the a bar, that, but at the same time, <laughs> that's a small, say, good. <laughs> it's a small victory, but we got it. We got them. We got. We take those W's, man. We take them. <laughs> Least take racist uh, street fighter community. Hell we yeah! T- give the war to them. <laughs> 
we take those. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a show. You can catch this mostly every Thursday-ish, sometimes Fridays. Don't forget about the tournaments on Monday nights on the East Coast, Fridays on the West Coast. But don't forget about transitional combat happening this Friday and over the weekend. Uh, but that is going to be a show, folks. Until next time, take care and peace. <laughs>